So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. <laughs> it's not funny. We interrupt this program to bring you... Alright everybody, my name is Kevin. I'm Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are The Real Movie Guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. Okay, guys. Last time we talked, we talked about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and unanimously we gave it a 10 out of 10. How do you follow up a movie like that? And and I have to even say it myself where it was a generational movie, I think, as far as animation, superhero movies. Everything in general, it's just it's a phenomenal movie. Now, does Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse uh, stand tall with that movie? Comes pretty damn close. I do have some minor issues and some nitpicks I do want to talk about, but overall, Across the Spider-Verse lived up to my expectations. It did what the last one did in spades even better, while maybe falling back a little bit on a few things, but overall, phenomenal film. It was a really good time, and I got to see some things I thought I would never ever see you know in animation or on the big screen so kudos to them they did a fantastic job uh, adam how about you what are your, some of your early thoughts on this movie to have a sequel that enhances the first one so much is just so crazy to me just going back and watching the first movie again and seeing like holy crap holy crap and it's just like I can start associating all these little hints that they did in the first movie with it. And it's just it's crazy. I had a great time with that second movie, though. Right. And I'm curious, uh, from what I understand, I don't know if a sequel was planned off the get go. So if they were able to lay those little nuggets in the first movie and then kind of bring that over to the second one, I think they did a really good job with that. Uh, for the most part, I would say it's seamless. Right. You know, uh, yeah, I'd say so. For the most part. I mean, there's a couple of things, uh, maybe like the end of the first movie is a little different than where this movie kind of kicks off, I think is like maybe the biggest difference out of the two, but you know, whatever you can kind of like disregard that. It's not a huge deal to me. I I think, I think it's forgivable, but yeah, I I think this movie does a lot of what the first one does again, even better maybe than the first one to some degree. Uh, Julie, how about you? What do you think of this movie? Early thoughts? Yeah, no, I can completely agree with both of you. You know, as we were doing our into the spider verse review, I had to keep holding back because like Adam said, like there's so many things like, yeah, this was great. And then they touch upon it again in the next one or they build upon it. Um, so they really took a phenomenal movie, all the momentum they had, and they kept pushing it forward. And just, I mean, you know, it's the obvious thing. The animation is stunning, jaw-dropping. Like, you're watching this and you're wondering, like, how is this possible? Like, how were people able to accomplish this? It truly is a spectacle um, visually um, with a phenomenal story as well. Yeah, and I think the biggest accomplishment this movie really does have is its visual design because they took everything they did in the first movie and just duplicated it by 
10 million. It's, it's fantastic. It looks even, I, I didn't think the first movie could look any better and they did it here and you could tell how brave they were in their style. Uh, you do see um, some characters focused on earlier in this movie. Uh, it's not spoilers. And if there is anything, if anything, we'll maybe have some light spoilers throughout this movie. So if you're super sensitive, I apologize, but I promise nothing like big will be revealed throughout this review. Um, Gwen Stacy is featured early on in this movie, which I think that was an interesting take. I wasn't sure how I was expecting that for her to kind of open this movie and us get her full backstory. Uh, for those familiar with the spider Gwen comic, I know Adam has some experience with that. Uh, it was right out of the comic book. And for me, for someone who read that actual comic book, you know, page by page from the first couple issues, it was breathtaking to see that animated. I, I know Adam, it probably did something for you too with the watercolor pastel usage and just the way they frame those scenes. It, it, I never would have thought I would have saw something like that. Talk about uh, invoking emotion through color. Like, man, it's just so wild to see uh, Gwen talking to her father and the two different uh, colors as, and then, they blend when they hug right. or, and it's know, funny because it's, it's still images at times like a comic yeah. book but it's giving you so it has a little bit of movement maybe that's the trick that they learned that there's like a little bit of movement going on to kind of invoke an emotion out of you i, I don't know right. what it was but it was phenomenal when i was watching and given it. all that like uh making it more fluid yeah it's just wild Right. Amazing. Right. And he, and again, I just want to say that the bravery to do something like that and then jump into another whole animation style once we get back to the Miles Morales universe where it's the same, but it's also heightened as well. Uh, the big villain of this movie, which uh, he, it's funny because he's a lesser known villain. I remember him from the, Sp the Spider-Man 90s animated cartoon was The Spot. Uh, he's an interesting character design where he's completely white and he has like little spots that show up on him and they're like hand-drawn circles, right? They're like these like little blobs that kind of pop up and they're circular. But the other detail that's in crazy on him is he has an actual hand-drawn skeletal structure underneath him to simulate that he's like almost hand-drawn and not part of this universe. Like you can see like the circular head with the line through the face where like the, the facial structure would be like the shoulders with the circles you know, for the joints. What, what, who would have thought that was a good idea? And it looks crazy on screen. It's very subtle. But again, it adds almost this comic book slash otherworldly feeling to the character that, again, I didn't know I needed. But whoever thought of that, bravo, because that, that was fantastic. Uh, Julie, how about you? Did you have any other thoughts on like the, the animation style? Because there's a lot to talk about just with that. Yeah, I mean, just seeing all the, I guess, the large variety of different styles of animation was really cool. Um, There's one character in the beginning, too, that uh, Gwen fights um, that was kind of like a sketch yeah, style. I, mean, I would um, say that was, boy, she fights a, a version right. of the, I would say, she fights, a, be careful. Yeah, she fights a version of a character who's drawn in a, like, Leonardo da Vinci style Renaissance, Renaissance painting, or Renaissance hand-drawn, like, like a, uh, sketch. Parchment. Yeah, and they yeah. actually, and it's weird, because they reference it in the movie, and I'm like, oh, am I just seeing that? But no, he actually, they, they yeah. reference that, and everything he does is almost like a Leonardo da Vinci type device, and he has, like, these, like, different things that he does. It's it's crazy. I when I when that scene came up, I knew, holy crap! 
we're in for something mm-hmm. really special because just not even just the character himself with like the way he's drawn and but everything around him this movie yeah. took the time to really extenuate the way characters act uh to the point where like if say he was like throwing like a bomb let's say for example in the movie you would see like little leonardo da vinci like calculations would come up on the screen and they would be accentuated by these different like lines that were not just normal action lines that you would see in an animated project but they were unique to that character and that's incredibly impressive in my opinion and, and with, yeah go ahead julie yeah no with that being, i can't believe i brought that character up instead of the other one because i know he's in the trailer so it's not a spoiler spider punk yeah was oh my god the coolest thing i have ever seen on screen the yeah. way that character alone judders between different styles and colors it was amazing yeah i remember i think i read somewhere and i and i can't i don't have a source so sorry you know i'm just going you're going by kevin's brain here Uh, i think it was like they had 12 different sections of him were at 12 different frame rates for his body as he was being animated so there was always like this distinct judder of way the character moved and his color palette would change and stuff like that Uh, incredibly unique and I'm just impressed, you know, and I, I I don't know what made them think to do something like that. Maybe because it is such a punk rock style of character, but every character in this movie evokes the emotion I need them to. Uh, Adam, what did you think? Because again, even the scenery, we do jump to a couple different universes, maybe not as many as I thought we would. Uh, Again, this is kind of like a part one of two, which is something we'll talk a little bit about later. But the universes that they give us in this movie are all distinctly unique. And I love how the characters almost kind of blend right in. There are no problems. I really think that's interesting. Yeah, I think, and we, I mean, we saw it a little bit with uh, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. um, and the multiverse of madness um, going through all of those different uh, universes and whatnot. But this one, it's just like. This is what I wanted it, that to be. Would yeah, you make that exactly, argument? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It makes them seem like they're actually universes and we're not just passing through them. No, like Miles Morales, when he goes to um, the, uh, what was it, the um, the other New York. I can't think of the name of it offhand. Yeah, it was like Mumbai, New York or yeah, something Mumbai, like York. that. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was the combination of Mumbai and New York. Yeah, when he or goes... Manhattan. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. When he goes to that, it feels like he's an outsider in that world. But it, again, that, that's what I want. When you do like a multiversal story like that, it's supposed to be like that. Uh, even they hinted at some funny ones like they had like Lego Spider-Man was like one that was a joke in there. That made me actually spit out my soda. Julie was like cracking up at me because he's like he's like answering some kind of call on like a thing. And he goes beep, boop, boop. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie I'm watching? <laughs> uh, it got me. It got me. Uh, I do want to say like now that we're thinking about it, because you mentioned like you thought we would be going to more universes. Um and that was a complaint that we had with the Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe in the last review where everything is just kind of surface level to an extent. And that's why we were so impressed with all of the alternate variations of Spider-Man. I think that goes the same for the universes too. Like just picking a small handful mm-hmm. of alternate universes to kind of really take your time. And like you said, right. it makes it feel lived in. Right. Like every element of those universes were was thought out and planned and designed, you know, right. to the very minute detail where again, live action or with the current trend of, you know, Disney MCU stuff, we wouldn't be getting that quality. Right. And I think it's interesting too, is I praised the first movie where they used sound design a lot with like their character development when bringing up characters. Like we talked about like how the Prowler was kind of like accentuated by his sound design. 
this movie really extenuates its story with visual cues. And I don't know if you guys notice this a lot with like the reflections that are in the movie. A lot of the times you would see like either Gwen or Miles, because they're kind of the two central protagonists of this movie. Uh, whenever they're looking at like a reflection, it's either like they see their face or they see the spider version of their face. And sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's in your face. But that that's a that's an excellent technique. You know, you could tell that these animators, maybe they weren't as stressed as some of the ones we've come to know from other like Disney projects and stuff like that. Given the right tools, they can really tell a visual story like nothing we've ever seen before. And again, it's not completely in your face where it's like, oh hey, pay attention, look at this visual that we're doing. It's done because it's fun, it's interesting, and it's moving the story along at the same time. Uh, a lot of this movie does struggle with identity, which I think is very cool. Uh, we've seen that before in Spider-Man. That was famously uh, Spider-Man 2, where Peter Parker would lose his powers, and he didn't, you know, Spider-Man No More, the famous comic where he throws, like, the suit into the, the trash can and walks away. This movie doesn't do that, necessarily, but it is a struggle with the identity of being a Spider-Man in a Spider-World, and if you're important, if you're not important. And, again, that's the next thing I think we need to talk about is... The story, I think, is really, really good. Uh, is it as good as the first movie's story? There's some things, I think, that are done a little bit sloppy, but before I get too detailed, Adam, what did you think of the overall story of this movie and what they were trying to do? I did. I liked it. I did. Yeah. There was... I guess it kind of dawned on me maybe three-quarters of the way in. I was like... Oh, this is, I guess this is going to be like the main bit right. of the, you know, the point of this movie. I, mm -hmm. I guess there's not really going to be any sort of uh, solution here or resolution here. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I guess I was expecting more. I've noticed in my old age, you can say that when I go to watch a movie, I like it to be beginning to end. I can just watch it and be done. Mm -hmm. uh, this movie is definitely not that to any yeah. degree. And right. it always bothers me because I feel like I, I'm going to have to see the next movie to know truly how I feel about this movie to some extent. Like, Agreed. sure, I'm going to be able to grade this. I'll be able to tell you my initial thoughts, my feelings, everything like that. But the reality of the situation is until I see the next part of this movie, the score is kind of tentative that I would give, give to you today on this movie. Cause that finale really is going to impact how well I enjoyed this movie. Cause if you're setting up this build and this story and you're crafting this amazing universe, your payoffs not here. It's clearly going to be in the next film that that could be an issue. I, I do trust the writers. I trust the directors. And, you know, I think they're on, they're, they're on the right foot, but you, I have to keep that in the back of my mind. And like you said, I think about when I got to the, about the halfway point of this movie, I'm like, we're not moving as fast as I would like. So that kind of means that we're going to be stuck somewhere. And I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be satisfied necessarily. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much exactly what I was too. But we can also say, Adam, I think you'll agree with me too, is we were still interested throughout the whole movie. And this movie does have a significant runtime uh, for it being a two hour and 20 minute movie. It, it doesn't, it didn't feel like it to me. I know some people will say, I know Julie, you had commented before that it did feel a little bit slow in some spots here and there for me though. I kept like the mystery and the intrigue of what was going to happen next, where the story was going, kept me on the edge of my toes. I think the whole time. Yeah. It was like, uh, I was kind of like, I'm ready to go, but I got to see what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I guess that's how I felt too. I think that's a better way to describe it. Um, Cause I was interested the whole time. I did want to see where it was going to go. I knew going into it that it was going to be ending on some kind of a cliffhanger. So I will say, I want to say there was at least two, maybe three times where I'm like, oh, this is the cliffhanger. It's going to end here. Mm-hmm. And then it progressed. Oh, you know, not tremendously, maybe another 10, 20 minutes. But within that span, I'm like, okay, this is the cliffhanger now. It's going to cut. And it didn't. Right. Which again, I'm glad we got what we got. Um, but I felt like that last leg of the movie, not dragged, but I think it just continued on a little bit longer than I anticipated. And like you both said, you know, this movie definitely has rewatchability. However, unlike Into the Spider-Verse, where you could just pop that in, watch it, you're good, done, mm-hmm. you can walk away. When you rewatch this, you're also going to want to rewatch the, the next movie yeah. um, because it's not a complete story. Right. And there's a there's a movie I would like to compare this to, but I can't without spoilers. So I'm not going to because that, that would just ruin it for everybody. But they wanted to have this particular moment from a very popular sci fi movie. And um, they, they, they do it, you know, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later about it. Probably what the hell is he talking about? They'd be like, oh, that that would have definitely spoiled the okay, movie. Okay, good, because I was going to ask you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, there's, 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 a, there's a moment that they wanted to have, and they definitely have it at the end of this movie. And, you know, maybe they could have just ended there and been done, which that's kind of what they did to some extent, and they're waiting for part, you know, the part two of this to come out. But I, I always get frustrated with that. And it, it sucks, because I don't want to take it away from this movie, because I do think this movie is excellent. Uh, everything we're given is exceptionally done well. Uh, I think Miles Morales' story is very well developed. Gwen Stacy was very very much more developed. I feel like we didn't even talk too much about her in the first movie, because uh, we just had the whole Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman character kind of just thrown in the first movie. But here, she really gets to live and breathe and have an identity and establish why she is such a popular character at this point. And I think that's really great that they were able to do that. Um, but not just her. Uh, they do introduce a lot of other Spider-Man characters. Some old favorites do return in this movie for some very important roles, which I was surprised about. Uh, Peter B. Parker, who's in the trailers. That's not a spoiler. He uh, returns and has a prominent role, which I think is, again, I think it's going to be more developed when we get to the next movie where we see what's going on with his character. Uh, but for what we got, I think it was really well done. Uh, Oscar Isaac was the one I was the most excited for. Uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099 is one of my favorite, just 90s random Spider-Man characters that are like part spider vampire monster guy with like cybernetic thing. It's, it's kind of like, he's like the Batman beyond of Spider-Man. If you want to look at it that way, uh, I was really excited for his character and he didn't disappoint. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do with him. Cause again, I think some of his motivation was more. Uh, Spider-Man to the hundredth degree, which I think you can kind of see that through some of the trailers and whatnot. But the other Spider-Man, I don't think disappointed. Uh, we got some really fun cameos if you're looking for that. Uh, but what this movie, again, like I kind of praise the other Spider-Man uh, into the Spider-Verse for across the Spider-Verse kind of does the same thing. When they introduce these characters, it's not like, oh, look who that is. You know who that Spider-Man is. They're actually kind of integral to the plot that they're trying to show, uh, whether it's a couple of surprise live action segments that are in this movie that I wasn't expecting or anything like that. Other Spider-Man from other popular media, they all felt uh, truly unique and again, important to the story and part of the emotions that they were trying to tell with this movie. And again, I think they knock it out of the park with that. Um, Yeah. I I, I do think this movie is just really well done. Uh, 
how about you, Adam? Is there anything that really stood out to you in this movie? Uh, I know a lot of the action scenes were very well done, especially the climax of this movie. Uh, it was definitely, I think, a standout, which a lot of people will walk out and remember. Oh, yeah. like The, the whole chase scene is just mm-hmm. an incredible scene. It's very... I, I would love to just go back and just watch that scene again because I'm just I just want to watch all the in, uh, each individual Spider-Man just to look at their mannerisms and how they you know run around and stuff like that just to see how uniquely animated each one is. Yeah, and I think even like the the Miles has an interaction with the spot earlier on in this movie where he's like fighting him and he's like punching through wormholes and there's like arms mm-hmm. sticking out everywhere. That's incredibly hard to do and to make that look engaging and th- this movie really does that extremely well and uh julie would you think maybe um one thing i did think about this movie is the tone is a lot darker in this movie compared to the first one uh do you think children will enjoy this one as much as the first one i could see some kids maybe being a little bit a little more disassociated with this movie this goes to you too adam do you think they would maybe leave the theater a little less engaged than say maybe the first one because uh, a lot of the tones and the questions that are raised in this movie are for sure more serious, I think. I think that, at, well, because again, the, and the climax has the most action, that's going to keep them really engaged. Maybe like parts of the beginning when he's dealing with some of his like family problems, they might not be as engaged, but I think, you know, there's enough, while it is darker, there still is a good balance of humor. Um, and again, just the animation alone is so visually stimulating and engrossing. I think they are going to have some level of engagement at the end of the day, though, length of two, you know, almost two and a half hours, you know, they're going to clock out at some point. What do you think, Adam? Do you think the comedy took a little bit of a backseat in this movie for some of the more emotional beats they were looking for? Hmm. I think a lot more this time around was storytelling mm-hmm. as opposed right. to comedy, like especially in comparison to the first one. I think it's definitely more based on like they're obviously trying to get a point across mm-hmm. in this one or, you know, trying to get from point A to point B and here's all the information. Right. You know, if you can crack a joke here and there. All right, fine. But we have, you know. We got an agenda and, you know, not going to stray too far from it. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say it was overtly, you know, beyond a PG rating or anything like that. No, Definitely not. no, I don't think so. And they did a good job with that. And that, that's hard to do, too, especially with some of like the more action heavy scenes that they're trying to portray in this movie. I think they did a really good job with that. Uh, but they never do forget, which is fun, too, that Spider-Man is a wisecracking character all, from pretty much no matter where he is or what universe he's from. Uh, even one of the more serious Spider-Man has a couple unintentional jokes at times. And I like that because that is organic to the character that we know as Spider-Man, right? Even though maybe the comedy isn't as heavy and in your face in this movie, it's still there because that's who Spider-Man is. He's the wisecracking street superhero that we know and love. And I, I think that's really good that they pay tribute to that throughout this movie. They did a really good job. But... Overall, I think Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse is a really good movie, and I think we're ready to give our final scores. I'm going to give Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse a 9.4 out of 10. Who do you think you are? Really? We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. This movie is really good. I don't think it's the masterpiece as far as storytelling and visuals as the first movie. I mean, yes, the visuals I think are significantly 
which is crazy to say it when I really think about it better than they are in the first movie. This movie is a little more style over substance to some degree. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's a lot of amazing sensory things. Like I could watch this movie maybe 30 times and still not have caught everything that was on screen. Cause there's so much being thrown at me, but I love it. I love every bit of it. I just think the story maybe could have been a little more tighter. And the reason for my lower grade really ultimately, unfortunately, is this is a part one of two. Uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be the conclusion to the Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, story that they're telling here. And until I have that bit of information, I, I can't I feel like I can't justifiably give this a higher grade until I see where we end up. When I go back and watch this movie as much as I would watch the first one. I don't think so necessarily because I think the first one just is that much more engaging. And typically when you have I I don't want to say an issue, but it kind of is an issue like this where your first movie really heavily relies on your second movie instead of the whatever hour and whatever session I'm going to have watching the first movie. I'm going to have to commit to like a almost four or five hour session, depending on how long the next movie is just to get the whole crux of the story you're trying to tell. But not trying to take anything away, Across from the Spider-Verse is a really good movie, and I think you guys should check it out. Spider-Man fans especially, you're not going to be disappointed with some of the cameos that are in there. Uh, I promise you that. Adam, how about you? What do you think of this one? I'm going to give Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse a 9.6. I love chai tea. What did you just say? Chai tea? Chai means tea, bro. You're saying tea tea. Would I ask you for a coffee coffee with room for cream cream? Oh. No. This is the first time in a while that I am considering going back to the movie theater to see a movie again, uh, just because of how great it was. Uh, I, I do agree with you about you know the the story and how I was expecting as something different. My score may change when the yeah. part two comes out. We'll see. Uh, but as a you know, I guess half package that's where my uh, score will stand right and i mean i've said it in the past where dune was one of my favorite movies for the, the most recent remake of dune when that movie came out and it's a very similar situation to this movie where that movie ends and it's really not an ending but i absolutely mm-hmm. love that movie but again mm-hmm. my opinion could 100 percent change if i go into the next half of that movie and i don't enjoy it it's almost right. going to feel like a waste of time. I, again, I don't think that's the situation with that movie or this movie. I think the next one Agreed. will be as good, but you just really never know. You know, I, I really don't know where the story's going to go. And that's also part of the intrigue, I guess, as well. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Adam. I, I think my score could change as well, depending on what we get. Uh, mm-hmm. Julie, how about you? What do you think? Cross the Spider-Verse. I am riding that, like, just saw this movie fresh off that high kind of thing. I'm going to give Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse a 9.8 out of 10. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. The only detraction for me, really, was the length. And I felt like things needed to wrap up a little more quickly. Um, But other than that, I was fully engaged and immersed the entire time. Um, Like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the theater again, but I'm very anxious for my next rewatch. It was such an enjoyable time. I enjoyed the story a lot. Yes, you know, it's unfinished, so it does hang in the balance with the conclusion. Um, But I just can't wait. Yeah, it's incredible to see a studio that did such an amazing job with the first one essentially, you know, live up to that potential. I mean, that doesn't happen very often in Hollywood when we see a a first one and then a a sequel live up to the potential, if not better in some ways. And again, I think the animation here is the star of the show. 
Uh, the story, like I said, I think it just had a few little issues that they could have tweaked out, but it might, it might be inconsequential. Like I said, once we get to the third part and beyond the Spider-Verse, I might be singing a whole different tune, being like, oh my god, look at the genius of all this groundwork that they laid in. What was I talking about? It's happened before. I won't say it didn't, but... Guys, if you can, it's in theaters now. Make sure you check out Across the Spider-Verse. Again, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That's Adam and Julie. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. We'll catch you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget, all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.